Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, it's another warm welcome back to Round the Boards, the Speedway podcast. Um, and just as I get both uh, of my co-hosts back, one deserts us again. But uh, delighted to say Kane's with us this evening. Evening, Kane. Yo, yo, amigo. It's me. Hi. How do you do? Yeah, good. So it is just me and Kane for the time being. Rob is on his way. Um, he's been slightly delayed. Um, we are going to be recording slightly earlier than normal due to the British final being on Monday evening. So this show will go out on BHP Radio tomorrow um, and then be put on our various platforms, Spotify, on Tuesday evening as per normal. But uh, we're just recording a little bit in advance. So um, Rob will come in the next 45 minutes and we will still have all our quizzes on show. But uh, to start with, we're going to round up all the news that's happened this week. And we've had quite a lot of action this week. Um, And I think we're going to begin with the Speedway of Nations, which has just finished over the weekend. Four days of actions over in Voyens in Denmark and um, it's a really exciting speedway came over in Denmark over, over these four days. Absolutely. Um, the racing wasn't amazing, but it is Voyens, so I think most people expected that. But I, I would still say I was thoroughly entertained. Um, I did enjoy the, the final. was quite good, even though we didn't win. And the so was the Speedway Nations 2 final. I thought that was probably my favourite of the four. But yeah, uh, all around a good weekend. Two, yeah, two it, medals, it really so uh, as we say. Yeah, a um, couple of medals for the team GB. Obviously, a third place in the uh, S Speedway of Nations two, and then uh, the silver medal in the Speedway of Nations final yesterday. But as as Kane said, not not the greatest meeting, but at least the rain did hold off in Voyens until the final, which probably actually created some some decent racing in the final. But um, just to begin with, we'll go back to where it all began um, on Wednesday evening in the first semi final, um, which which brought up its own shocks in many different ways. I, I thought there was many impressive performances um, 
Kane over the over the course of that meeting. But I think the one that caught the eye the most was uh, Timo Salonen for Finland, and he helped along with Timo Light. He helped them into automatically qualifying for the final in second place. Yeah, Finland were the real surprise package, I think, for the uh, first semi-final. Um, I would say my rider of the night would be between him and Marco Levishin, just because he yep. beat Bartosz Marzlik. Totally um, agree, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, this is what I like about the Speed of Nations. It, it's riders we don't really see as much. Um, you know, just surprising us. Obviously, we saw a few years ago Toro Anjo beating Jason Doyle. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, that's probably what I enjoy the most out of it all. You know, yeah, just a surprise factor somewhere. Just to pick out a few other names, obviously Poland managed to qualify in the end. They beat Germany in the race off for the final qualifying position, which may have been a shock to some. I think those who understand that the Polish guys aren't always the best outside of their homeland um, would understand that it probably wasn't so much of a shock. I think we all probably, I think we all did in fact predict them to win that qualifier. So it was um, quite strange not to see them in that first position. But well done to Australia. Um, they rode well in that meet and utilising all three riders that they had at their disposal. Um, I think other, other notable names that come out of the meeting, I thought Kai Huckenbeck done really well for Germany and even Norik Blodorn looked impressive for the Germans as well. Luke Becker for USA and as you just said, uh, Marco Levishin for, for Ukraine. I thought he was absolutely superb. He's got a really a lovely style um, and he showed uh, Bartosz Marsnik a clean pair of heels in that last heat. Yeah, um... No, it was, a, it was a good way to start off the meeting. I, I sadly didn't get to watch it live, so I already knew the result. But I was still, you know, I still really enjoyed it, and yeah, it was a really good start to the weekend, I suppose. Yeah, and then, and then we moved on to uh, the Thursday evening, and, and what all the British fans were looking forward to, semi-final two. Um, and it's fair to say, at, at times during this meeting, um, I wasn't overly confident that GB would make it through to the final on Saturday. There was there was various moments during the course of the meeting, especially that 7-2 to the Czech Republic in Heat 1 and another another name um, which cropped up over the weekend, Jan Kovec. He had a really good he had a really good four days, or three days in fact, because he was in the SON 2 as well, Kane. Yeah, um, I think that was a really wise decision from um, Czech, Czechs just to get him in for the extra days, I don't know. I'd probably make the argument that he probably is their number two rider anyway. But it really made them a, a force for the uh, it made them a real force for the speed of nations too, as we'll get into later. But yeah, it was you know it's a really good showing from him. Uh, I think we expected a little more from France, so a bit on and off, neither really firing to begin with at the same time. Obviously, ended really well. Um, but yeah, there was a big worry for GB with um, Lambert only picking up six points. But you know, we got there in the end. We're a bit like Paul, and I think Lambert came on and said we were a bit too confident for the mm. the yeah. first meeting. Think, but luckily, it didn't come it, back to bite us in the bum. Yeah, I think Ty Ty came out really strongly in his last four heats. Um, Dan yeah. come in as well, and uh, as a good replacement for Robin. I think it looks fair set that Dan and Ty would be starting the meeting for GB on uh, Saturday, but we'll come to that in a minute. But as you said, um, Sweden went on to to finish top of the group with the Czech Republic second, and then Great Britain beat France in the race off. And again, if you're probably looking at, you looked at the Czech Republic and the Finland, who went through as the shocks, it was probably France and Germany that were the ones that made way for them in the end. 
Um, other notable ones, I know Italy finished bottom, but I was particularly impressed with Paco Castagna as well um, for them. I think he had a fairly reasonable meeting as well. Probably deserved a few more points than he actually got in the end. And Matic Ivasic for uh, Slovenia as well. I thought he did okay as well. But um, as I said, Sweden, Czech Republic and GB joined the final on Saturday. And then we went on to the, the Speedway of Nations 2. The final was on Friday evening. Same track again, Voyens. And I must say that the Voyens track held up quite well to four days action. Um, and it was Poland in the end who come out on top of that. Um, I don't know about you, Kane. I was, based on how the seniors had ridden, I was quite surprised to see Poland come out on top in that one. Um, slightly. I don't think it looked like they were going to do it, but it all worked out in the end for them. Uh, I don't know, because it was Peter Klupak, I think it was, had an engine failure in the final. But I'm not sure if it would have held on anywhere. We don't know the extent of if, when it started to take effect. You know, cause yeah. it did drop place, but yeah, it's just one of them things, isn't it? Um, I was quite surprised by uh, Denmark. Obviously, I, I did pick them to win, but Basel did live up to the hype that I gave him, but sadly didn't have much backup or consistent backup from Pedersen and Knudsen. Um, and I think there was a, a bit of a surprise with Australia when they get in 22. Uh, but I think no, both their riders did have the, the crashes, so I'm sure that would, would have made it much easier. I mean, I think in, in our predictions beforehand, I did mention I thought um, Australia and Sweden would be close to the bottom. Um, I thought that this was probably a year or two too early for the Swedish partnership. And with Australia, although Keenan Rude's been riding particularly well in the Polish league, um, he's probably short of a little bit of backup in that respect compared to the other guys as well. But as you said, Denmark surprised me a little bit as well. Yeah, um, I thought Kevin Yule Pedersen um, might have done a little bit better as backup to Benjamin Basso. But uh, again, Latvia were well in contention. Um, but I was particularly impressed with the British guys, uh, Brennan Kemp, um, Disappointed that Leon Flynn didn't get a ride in the end. I thought he might have come in for Drew Kemp at one stage, but I think the bronze medal um, is probably the best we could have hoped for out of that in the end. Yeah, I would say it's probably a bit better than I was expecting pre-meeting. Because again, we sort of didn't, both riders weren't firing together when we first started again. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just one of them things, really. Um, obviously, we probably. I wouldn't say we deserve more but you know just to get on the podium you know show that we're still there you know it's a good start obviously we've come a long way from what we were five ten years ago with um the development of the youth so hopefully it's just the start of things to come yeah, definitely so but uh, a big well done to Jakub Miskoviak and Matthew Sherniak and Victor Brzezemski um, who I believe picked up an injury um, yeah, he's he, got a thumb injury has he not finger injury I think it was well, yeah he's had um, surgery I think, and he seems to be on the mend. But well done to them guys, and as we're going to move on to now, they've done something that their seniors couldn't do on the Saturday. And just before the um, the final on Saturday, um, the, the GB camp was rocked again by an injury to Ty Woffenden in a training incident. Um, he had to pull out, so so so, went, so GB only went into the meeting with with two riders in the end. Um, I, I suppose we look at what was there. Um, I was. I was, was I surprised? I was surprised how how tight it was at the top. In the end, I was, I was disappointed with the poles. I thought, um, I thought Dudek and Yunovsky were poor. Um, 
if I had to look at the finish, obviously didn't keep up to their high expectations. But again, that was partly due to the to the broken collarbone sustained by Timo Salonen in that crash with GB in his first race. Um, I was particularly impressed with the Swedes, though. Um, they they used the same gates each time for their riders. But uh, I suppose it's, it's a hats off to Australia in the end. They come out on top, fully deserved their victory. And without using Jason Doyle as well, 2017 world champion, not needed in the, in what what turned out to be uh, slightly wetter conditions. Uh, well, I mean, I've not been quiet about the fact I think Jason Doyle isn't the best Australian rider anymore. And I think this proves that he probably needs to... I don't know, it, it's hard to say. I wouldn't say he needs to make way for the, the newcomers, but maybe it's a, a sign that he isn't number one anymore. I would still say he would have you know, been there or thereabouts in, in the points for Australia, but... You know, I think Frock, Frocken Holder, Frocken Holder had um had it all sewn up. They didn't have it all the wrong way every single race. But, you know, it was a solid team riding effort from the you know, Frick on the inside. Holder staying to the outside. It worked really well, even if yeah, they think... did almost put them on the wrong gates in the semis. But yeah, yeah it in the end. I think I think they made it more confusing than it needed to be at that point. Mark Lemon in those situations, I don't think helps ma- magically. But um, it for me, Doyle. The track, I think once the rain came, the track didn't, or the track, I'd say the track suited Frick and Holden more than it did Doyle. And, and I don't suppose he would, I, I bet he was bothered, but I think Frick and Holden were riding well enough in himself that they didn't need to make that change with Doyle. And I don't, I don't want to say that he wasn't bothered because I'm sure he was bothered, but the way that they were riding, they were never going to be replaced. Pre- pretty much the same with, obviously, GB couldn't, um, Sweden, would, I don't think we're ever going to make a change. Um, Poland was short in the end. Um, but I think I'd like to gauge your interest in the in the in the race off for the final between Australia and Sweden, um, actually, and, and what your thoughts were on that accident involving um, Bernson and Frick. Tricky is, is a way to describe it. Um, I think we've been here before with the uh, the Madsen Nicholson yeah. incident. Was it? I don't. I, I want to sit on the fence, but I know you're not going to let me. No, so I'm I want to have to pick something. Um, trying to remember what happened. Uh, I'm going to say it was the right decision, but it goes down to I don't agree with the rules of speedway more than the fact that I agree that he was wrong. It was a racing but, incident, but you can't have racing incidents in speedway. So for me, um, for, for me, it's quite cut and dry. Actually, I think. Oliver Burnson knew he was in trouble because he had to pass Frick on the last couple of bends. So he had to do something stupid, which was try and get himself into a position where he felt it took a touch and fall off. I, I don't so agree. Did... I think he went, there was a gap there. He went for it. Obviously, Frick has to turn. So the back yeah. wheels came out and Burnson was just there. Just, you know, a bit I, of poor timing, if anything. But I, I just, yeah, but I just think Burnson was desperate. And he was, yeah, I think he was, he was, 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 was always. Last-ditch opportunity. It was, it was either try or just come last yeah. <laughs> I think he was always going to fall off at that stage because I don't think even if he would have got alongside him he would never have got round him I don't think there was he wouldn't have got round him though but I think if Lingwin blocked him a bit more off that second bend maybe Burnson thought he could have got completely round him and tried to force him back into the corner to mm. get over but you know that isn't that wasn't the case and he ended up on the floor and he said some pretty naughty words in the camera <laughs> he did but I think in that respect, I think he was more disappointed with himself than the decision. Yeah, I, think I mean, he sort of. If you look at the stats, he, I just want to 
just point this out, I don't know if you know this, the top scorer of the final was Bartosz Maslik and Oliver Bernson. So mm. he was the, really their number one. Doesn't surprise me. He was riding really well. Yeah, he was flying. Um, he was always off them inside gate. So which probably makes it I even suppose more you could painful say... for him to come off how he did. Yeah, and then the the decision in the final. Um, I'll come to you on this one as well and see your thoughts on GB picking one and three. I know a lot has been said um, since that decision was made. What were your thoughts? Well, I was a bit surprised. Because in the semi, we did just see Frick and Holden make blinders off two and four. Bewley had won all of his races from gate four. But it is what it is. I think if we picked two and four and then Frick made a gate from gate one, we would have complained, why haven't we picked gate one? So it is what it is. Hmm. I, 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 I tend to agree because I think they would have all collectively made a decision. And I think Stead, Stead, Ollie Allen, the two riders, and even Woffenden would have been involved in it. So... I think collectively we've made a decision. It's not gone our way, and so be it. We've, but from a positive point of view, we've we've picked up a silver medal. We've won gold and silver in the last two years, yeah. um, albeit in a, in a pairs competition where we do tend to flourish more. But it's it's still something to be proud of, and I, I don't think coming second should be seen as a failure this year. No, absolutely not. I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't think we'd win. I didn't even think we'd come second. But I know. I agree. <clears throat> so pre-meeting. A silver medal would have been absolutely fine, but I think it's just the case that you know we, we finished top. You know we, we did theoretically win before the semi-finals. We, we won qualification, and then we didn't take the gold medal home. But you know it's not that's not how it works, sadly. So mm. you know you just got to take it as it comes. And yeah, it is, it, like I said, it is what it is. You know we're not going to win them all, but as long as we're taking medals, it's a lot better than what we were ten years ago. You know, like. Back in the speed of World Cup, we were definitely. I, I have a very big memory when we had like Ben Barker and Simon Stead, and I think we got absolutely embarrassed in the final. You know, we're not like yeah. that anymore. We do, we generally have three world class riders, and probably more well, to come. Yeah, and I think next year is going to be uh, it's going to be more difficult for us. Obviously, it reverts back to the old World Cup, so we're going to need five riders next year. And we, I think, you can pretty much guarantee three that are going to be there. So it's just a pick of the other two. Um, Obviously, in Poland, being back in their own country next year, are going to start off as favourites again. But it'll be interesting to see who puts their name in the shop window for those last two spots. You'd 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 be surprised if Adam Ellis and Chris Harris weren't involved in there somewhere. Yeah, both are going really well at the moment. Um, there's even people, you know, Kyle Howarth. He's having a decent season, so you know, if he keeps going, then we could easily see him there. There's a a wide range of riders, you know. You take away the top three, and it is quite wide, wide open for the the final few spots. So, I, I think whoever we pick, they'll do a decent job. And we we don't know what's going to be ne- this time next year. You know, we might have another rider in the GPs. I doubt we will, but you never know. You know, we could see someone breaking out to be the next big thing, and we just got to wait and see. But as it is now, I I do think we have a solid top three, and then go from there you know most countries probably don't have a, a, as good as a top three as we do I think Poland are probably still the the big guns but as proven yeah. in the Speed of Nations you know they, they're not unbeatable if it and it's on, falls, um, on that way but. I think the final's on Roxlav next year as well isn't it so um, it Ty Wofford and Dan Bewley are there I, I would still put Poland as favourites just because it is a Polish track. And, oh, of course, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's 
like in volumes, it's it's not a wide open throttle track, you know. You need to turn the bike, and I think that's where some of the poles, specifically Yanovsky and Dudek, probably fall back a bit. Zmarzik is, in my opinion, the best rider possibly ever, but we'll get into that discussion another day. But, you know, Bold. Yeah, Yanovsky, <laughs> um, you know, he's proven before he's not the same rider away from Poland as he is in Poland. I think Dudek probably had a bit of an off night. Yeah. But then, you know, you go down to the other riders, like, you know, Jarek uh, Campbell, Janusz Kolodzia, even people like Muscoviak. Do you think they could do it in a few years' time when they become seniors on tracks that aren't in Poland? Like, it's hard to tell. Yeah, definitely. But we'll see how that transpires over the next year. Um, we've got a long way to go yet, and uh, we'll see who puts themselves in the shop window for that. But... um Moving on, uh, obviously we send our congratulations to Mark Lemon and the Australians for their victory, uh, richly deserved in the end. Um, and I'm sure that they will be drinking Fosters well into the uh, weekend. Another shoot, next. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have been complaining about that as well. I thought, really? Let them live. Might be funny. <laughs> Heaven forbid people might Probably enjoy themselves. Yeah, I'd give it a go. I've drunk, I've drunk out of a garden gnome before. What? That's a story for another day. Yeah, don't worry about it. I will worry about it. <laughs> but uh, moving on to this week then, and uh, obviously we've uh, we've got the British centrepiece coming up on Monday evening, um, the British final. Uh, 16 of the best riders in this country facing up at Bellevue um, to become British champion and get a Grand Prix wildcard slot at Cardiff as well. And uh, obviously the lineup had been announced, the riding order had been announced, but uh, due to some incidents over the, the, the last week that we'll come to in a little while, uh, Craig Cook and Ben Barker have had to pull out of the British final and Connor Mountain and Daniel Hume have, have been brought into the 16. Um, Drew Kemp and Simon Lambert will now be the reserves for the British final. But uh, we've done our predictions, Kane, but um, anything further you want to add to that? I suppose you don't want to change your Dan Bewley guess. I think Bewley pisses it, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Get it out there. <laughs> I'd like to see Harris come second and make the, the British final. Not the British final. He, he will make the British final, but make the GP. Yeah. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I do look forward to it, though. Obviously, Bellevue is a, is a cracking track. It is acceptable. <laughs> It'll be more than acceptable because it's a half-seven yeah. start in it. So, yeah. You know, it, it depends. If there's a heat wave, then maybe not. We'll see. No, but think... gen- genuinely, it's, a, it's it's looking to be an amazing meeting. I, I, I think it's if you take Billy out of there, you can probably make a case of about 12 different riders. Yeah, I think you've got you've got people like um, Adam Ellis, Danny King who have won British finals there before. Obviously, Harris, Nichols. I know Nichols isn't in great form at the moment. Uh, Richard Lawson as well. Um, thing is, though, you say Nichols isn't in great form, but if it's an individual event, maybe it changes the mentality. You know, he's not winning. Yeah, state. maybe it does, and I think you're right when you say that there could be twelve. You take out Dan, and there could be twelve riders that could win there, and Dan could walk away with this. But it, I would suspect that he's probably only rode Bellevue once in the last year. Is it probably yeah. not? No, he's rode, he rode in the Peter Craven, didn't he? Apart from that, like... At the beginning of this season, so he's not exactly ridden on it a lot. There's a, there's a chance the that Craven, it, it doesn't go to Bealey, yeah, you know. But just just for the fact that, you know, he'll have the five races beforehand, possibly even six if he has to go through the race off. Yeah. Um, I suspect yeah, there's probably he, six riders that you could well, discount out of this already. We said that but, last year, didn't we? Like, you know, Bealey should be winning this and then 
he didn't win the final, even though he mm. looked really good through the qualification stages. So again, we have to wait see what comes out on the night. But he's come a long way the last year, and I I just think that's going to be too much for anyone to just get to him. He might. Yeah. I could see him maybe dropping a point in the qualification stage, but when when it when the chips are down and you get into that final, I, I can't see him, you know, making the same mistake twice. Yeah. I think. Uh, so I mean. This is this is the reason we're recording this evening. Um, us three will all be keenly invested in the British final just to see how it comes out on top, and we look forward to bringing you the news from that meeting uh, next week. We now bring you on to some of the other news that's come out over this week. And before we go into some of the the horrible incidents and injuries that have come out this week, some news uh, involving replacements at other clubs. Um, Armadale uh, have made a change, and Kyron Lydon has come into their team. In place of the out of form Lewis Miller, I know Lewis uh, had been struggling uh, for some time and wanted to step down to recover his confidence. So we wish him the best. And Kyron's come in at um, Armadale, I think, and put in some good performances, guest performance. So yeah. he comes into their team, um, and hopefully he can hit the ground running as well up at Armadale, Kane. I think it's a really good sign. I think he's he's sort of like George Rothery in a sense. That he's really he was knocking on the door to one of the Northern Riders to, to give them a chance um, and I'm glad to see he's finally had it you know hopefully it works out obviously we know Lewis has had some issues as well um, and I think it's a, it's a move that probably suits both parties Lewis will still be riding in the junior leagues I'm sure and he said he's still going to be helping out with Gregor in the pits so he's still going to be around Armadale and yeah you know I'm, I'm sure we'll see Lewis again and hopefully Karen takes this opportunity with both hands and we've seen him for a long time to come. Not yeah, just nationally, so. but eventually further on. Yeah, we we wish him all the best for the future and hoping he hits the ground running at Armadale. Um, now we come on to some of the the, the, the worst parts of Speedway. And um, I know I spoke earlier about it sort of like, it feels like last man standing at the moment with some of the injuries coming along and we're just going to try and get through them as as easily as we can um, and uh, an update on Eric Riss who we reported as having a crash uh, I think he had a crash uh, Lancia or it, it was that bid gosh for Lancia wasn't it it was um, it was obviously it was reported as a broken ankle um, I think there was a little bit of lost in translation it ended up being a broken left leg uh, which he's had surgery in Germany now and he had some good news that there's no ligament damage uh, meaning it should recover quicker than they were expecting, so he's hoping to only be out for six weeks. So um, that's good news for Eric, um, and hopefully he will be back on a bike before the end of the season and, and helping, whether it be Redcar, Ipswich, or whoever, um, getting into the playoffs, Kane, yeah, it, or in a, the playoffs at that time. Yeah, it's a big miss for both clubs. Obviously, he's absolutely flying for um, Redcar, and then he's, he was really having a good season at Ipswich, especially when with the move to reserve, so you know, move back up now, and you know, it's probably the worst time to have an injury in that sense. You know, you would top confidence into the semis, into the semis. What am I on about? Top confidence at reserve, God knows. <laughs> and then you know, you made the move, and it's probably back to square one when you come back from the injury. But hopefully, it doesn't affect him too much. You know, he's he's been around a while now, and I'm sure he'll know what he has to do to get back to full fitness. Yeah, and I think, well, it was six weeks. Six weeks is looking like the middle of September at the moment, so that'll just be in playoff territory for both for both Premiership and Championship, I think. So we'll see how Eric progresses. Thank the Lord for the uh, Championship Jubilee. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be saying that in a minute when I rifle through some of these injuries. No, absolutely not. 
Right, what what I'm going to come on to now is um, I think we all we all read and saw what happened uh, on Friday evening at Paul uh, against a, I'm going to call them a Birmingham select side. Um, you didn't go that far. No, they rocked up with five guests and ride replacement, I believe it was. Uh, not all due to injuries, I might add. Some of them were due to the World Cup and the uh, Speedway Nations as well. But um, I just want to talk briefly about what it has. And, and bearing in mind that on Tuesday evening, Plymouth ride at home to Birmingham in the Championship, what has now turned into a pretty serious injury crisis for both teams. I'm just going to run through what we think at the moment, uh, what I think, uh, and based on events today as well. So... For Plymouth, it, it's knowing that Ben Morley has had an accident at Mildenhall uh, again today, which we'll come on to in a bit. Um, it's now looking like they're going to have six riders missing on Tuesday. And for Birmingham, uh, we believe Stefan Nielsen will be back, um, which would then mean that Birmingham have four riders missing. Um, so we're looking at, what, 10 riders being missing on Tuesday night, Kane? Yeah, it's just not good, is it? It's- no, I, I just don't know the answer to this because if these injuries aren't short-term, um, uh, there's one injury we'll come to in a minute. Ashley Morris, I'm not sure of. Stefan Nielsen, as I said, should be back. Harry McGurk is back. Ben Morley, we, we 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 don't know a lot about, but that's a lot of injuries, Kane, and that's a lot of people to replace. I I mean, we did have a brief conversation about it before we came onto the air, but it's just a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit embarrassing, but it's. It's through no fault of their own. It's just one of them things in a very unlikely thing to happen. You know, it's an unlikely situation. You're going to rock up with probably no riders that can actually ride. And I would say you'd probably, for the sake of speedway, it's it's better off to actually postpone the meeting. But yeah, we don't know if that's possible. Um, hopefully, it's just not as bad as it's looking to be. We'll just I'll just run through some of those injuries with you, Kane, just to gauge some of your opinions. I'm gonna we'll just gloss over Ben Barker for the time being and move on to the actual injuries himself. Um friend of the show, as we know, first guest that we had on the podcast, Alfie Botel, had an accident um at Oxford where and a meeting Rob was at uh the other evening for Plymouth. Uh he sustained right knee ligament damage in, in that accident. Um I managed to get a message from Alfie just to see how he was going. Bloody nightmare was about the response I got. Um, he's, he's, he's obviously got the na- damage to his knee and shoulder and he's currently waiting for the MRI scans. And then he's going to go from there. But um, Alfie had been in good form, especially around Plymouth as well. So that, that's a massive blow for them. And when you consider the injuries that they've got at the moment, it is absolutely huge for them at the moment. Yeah, it's it's not not good. I mean, he was he's having a really good season as well, which makes it so, so much worse for Plymouth and Kent. He's going to be missed... I'd say he's missed a lot more for Plymouth than he is for Kent because he is, the, I think he's like the top average driver anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd go along with that. But I just he's, think, he's, yeah, he's, I don't think anybody at Kent's going to get the scores that he could. No, got. no, he, he seems to have ma- probably mastered that track very, very quickly. But, you know, if you, like for the sake of like Dan Thompson, for example, he, he was guest from today, he got 12 points, I think. Um, yes, something like that, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I think what's his average in the championship? It's probably like five or six. Ten. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's scoring about f- f- double figures nearly every meeting at Plymouth. So it's that, that's where they're going to miss him the most, I think. But you know, hopefully, he's, it's not up for too long, and it's not going to be a drastic miss for Plymouth because they they really are up against it now as it comes to 
crucial times to make the playoffs. Um, and then Kent as well. They're in a bit of an injury crisis themselves with with Morley now as well. He was their that's theoretically their top two out if Morley's out for a while, and it's a very good top two, in my opinion. Maybe even the best in the league. So irreplaceable comes to mind. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. And uh, j- just moving down, obviously the the long term injury, which is for the rest of the season, Edward Kennett with his arm injury, he's not coming back. Um, we've got Hans Anderson and Michael Palm Toft, obviously at Peterborough as well. They've they've been absent for some time now. Um, Palm Toft after that accident, he had a pull um, the other week. Um, who else is there? Harry McGurk has obviously just come back from injury. He had an incident with Nathan Ablett's front wheel at uh, the under-19s last week, but he's he was back in action over the course of the weekend. Just so he should be back. Topic of that crash, how they both stayed on, I have no idea. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. I don't know the I, damage I've, that he caused I've to his wheel as well. The exact same, I think, it was Nico Cavati and Daniel Hume, and they both just absolutely flew into the fences. So yeah, just, thankfully it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly that, and um, and then sorry, finally for. For Plymouth, there's Ben Morley who's had an accident at um, Mildenhall today, but uh, we'll come on to the Mildenhall again situation um, a little bit later. Um, but that just runs through what Plymouth have got at their disposal at the moment. Then we look at um, Birmingham. Obviously, Birmingham have, uh, have lost Klaus Vissin. Um He's not going to be back. He had a 28-day ban for declaring himself unavailable. Uh, Josh Orty is a long-term absent um, with a broken leg that he sustained earlier in the season. Um, who else have we got? Stefan Nielsen should be in action. He's, uh, I had a message from Stefan this week. He was just pretty much battered and bruised after a crash last week as well. Um, Ashley Morris, um, no real news on Ashley at the moment, but he sustained a shoulder injury in the crash as well. Uh, I believe that was at Paul, or at home to Paul on the Wednesday evening. Um Justin James Pearson was obviously unavailable for them last week while he rode in the Speedway of Nations 2. Um, James Shane's is long-term absent. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. There. So that just gives you a little bit of... And when you combine this with all the issues that they're having at Birmingham as well, in terms of financial, this isn't good for Birmingham at the moment. No, absolutely not. I mean, they're already having a pretty torrid season. And then for that to happen, it's just... It's making matters worse for pretty really bad situation and yeah I mean I don't want to say the, the sooner the season's over the better because there are some concerns that this could be their last but you know it's one of them ones where you just basically if they can come to tips next season hopefully they can just absolutely turn it around and you know get, get on to what they were hoping to be this year which is yeah. playoff contenders <clears throat> I mean, some might say um, they probably shouldn't have been made to go to tapes on Friday at Poole, but um, I think only one team can answer the question as to why Birmingham were made to ride on Friday, but I'll leave it as that for the time being. Um, just moving on to another, obviously Ben Barker uh, was the other rider at Plymouth that we glossed over earlier, and obviously there was a statement this week, and, and before we move on too much further with this, we, we're we not here to cast assumptions over Ben Barker. What we do understand is that there was a preliminary drug test. Uh, he had to withdraw from the meeting at Oxford on Wednesday uh, as medically unfit, um, as he provided a non-negative result, which I don't know why they call it a non-negative and not a positive. But I think it's a, just because it it's because it doesn't 
Oh, I can't because it hasn't I read been something there. about it and it was like, oh, that actually makes some sense, but now I forgot. I it, think so. I think they've got to, they've got to get confirmation from the lab results before yeah, they can. It's, it's they not hundred percent it official. So. I think it is. It just comes obviously we know question marks. Yeah, Ben's Ben's obviously had a lot of injuries and he's on a lot of prescription medication for these injuries, um, which is a statement which came out from Plymouth this week. Um, and until such time as we find the results of this, um, I don't think anyone should be casting assumptions on Ben's. Uh, personality um, so we, we shall wait to see how that goes um, I sincerely hope that this is this is prescription drugs um, and nothing more Speedway is a dangerous sport as you can tell as we're running through it now without um, drugs being involved so um, I'm sure you're the same Kane we, we, we just hope that this is, is just prescription drugs showing up which obviously isn't of great help to, to Plymouth the other night absolutely not no but um just again it's one of them things in it you know hopefully it's like you said it's it's nothing serious and it is like we had with Carl Howarth a few years ago that it's I think it was um he was having some medication for, it was either pain or sleep medication and it came up yeah. that mm. it was a negative or a non-negative but um yeah it, you know when it just comes up as failed drug test everyone just goes straight to you know the beeline it's oh it's it's bad but yeah it's yeah. Like we said, it's it's not a, officially that he is on drugs. So no, so we'll wait to see it. what. Yeah, we'll wait to see what comes out of that next week, and then as if the week hadn't been bad enough already, uh, we moved on to Friday, and I, I think we'll we'll start with what was the most terrifying crash I've seen in a long, long time. Um, I, I don't want to make comparisons with the Dan Bewley crash in Poland, but it was very similar. Um, if not a little bit more frightening, uh, was an incident. Uh, we've seen the videos now of Zane Can- Kennedy at Scunthorpe. Um, just have you seen the picture on? Uh, by the way, Kane, okay. Zane Kennedy. A bit more specific. Uh, Zane Kennedy's post that he's put on Facebook that looks like Chris Milson on the centre group. Millie. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not. Um, Shout out to I'm Millie. To, I'm, I know he I'm listens to, to these. That, I think that looks like Millie. So. so. But um, what's he doing at Scunthorpe as well? But anyway, um, I'm gonna have a, so a the crash involving Zane on Friday, he um, we've seen the videos, he picked up a lot of drive coming out of uh, Ben 2 um, and the front wheel just, it, I've, I've heard um, that his throttle got stuck open as well. I'm not sure how true that is, but um, he just careered into the fence and it was beyond the air fence and straight through their fence and over the top into the, over the metal, I think it went over the metal barrier that's behind there as well. Um, and it really was a thrightful crash. And I think it, it goes, I mean, we'll, we, when we when we say he's lucky to have escaped with the injuries that he's got, it's quite difficult to comprehend when the guy's got a broken pelvis, left yeah. hand, toe, and serious bruising. But looking at that accident, that could have been so much worse. You know, he could have been career-ending, life-threatening, you know. He, yeah. Especially when it's a, a solid metal fence as well, you know, there's no giving that. We We saw and we heard from the noise. So, yeah, I don't know if he's, if he would consider himself lucky, but you, just to put a positive spin, it like you said, you know, it could be a lot worse than it is. It's still not an ideal situation. It probably ends his season. Actually, it more than likely, end, yeah, I, his I season's ended. So. But um, yeah, hopefully, he makes a full recovery. But I think yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just thankful that Zane's. Um, Oh, I don't was going to say okay then, but he's obviously not okay. But 
um, in the grand scheme of things, in what was such a bad accident that he's he's he was all he was he was always conscious throughout this, and uh, the air ambulance obviously were called out to Scunthorpe. The second time that's happened at Scunthorpe this season, um, and he's just said a lot of thank yous to the people that were there on the night, including the spectator uh, and the doctor oh, jumping yeah. over to help him. So, and, that, and that's great to hear is, um, that he was given the care that was needed, and hopefully we get to see Zane on on a bike um, sometime soon. We, we sincerely hope so. Um, and then another action-packed meeting at um, Scottish Derby up at Edinburgh on Friday. Went about as far as Heat One in the end, I think, before before carnage ensued in that. Um, oh, well, it was a nasty action, I think. So Sorry, about five meters. Yeah, I think it was the first bend. All four riders come yeah. down, didn't they? There was Sam Masters, Craig Cook, Lassa Fredrickson, and Daniel Hume. I think it was Daniel Hume. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Daniel's the only one that really escaped without any injuries from that. He, one. he is riding um, injured. I have been told, but I well, don't Daniel, know how. Yeah, I don't know how serious it is. Obviously, he's still <laughs> able to compete. So yeah, and I know um, Lassa Fredrickson was back today in the second leg of their derby. I think he had a dislocated finger. Yeah, he, he um, strapped a hand, so he's able to to ride, but. I'm yeah, sure so he come out of it a little bit battered and bruised. But uh, I think the more serious one was um, Sam Masters, who was facing a lengthy spell on the sidelines. He sustained a broken left collarbone and dislocated right shoulder. Although um, I've been in contact with Sam today and um, he's going to see a specialist on Tuesday to get a, what he hopes will be a final diagnosis. Um, so yeah, it's not completely confirmed yet, I don't believe, um, or it's a case of finding out just how bad it is. But um, hopefully we get to see Sam back in the saddle um, before the end of this season. Again, um, he's been in absolutely scintillating form for Edinburgh, Wolves and in Poland as well. So uh, he's an important part of all of them. Um, and then there was Craig Cook was involved in this incident as well. And uh, Craig sustained a hip injury that we know of. Um there were some other bits as well, and I can't remember what they were, they? I know we had a hip injury. Um, hand and thumb. Oh, and his hand and his thumb were being checked over as well. Um, not heard too much more from Cookie on this one, um, but hopefully we get to see him back uh, back in the saddle soon again as well. Um, just a really nasty accident. There were some more accidents in that meeting as well, and there was, I believe there were some more unsavoury scenes as well, um, as you probably would expect from a from a Scottish derby, but um, all blood and thunder in those meetings. And uh, But um, we wish them guys all the best. And um, I think I've got a special guest lined up. He's here. Rob is back with us. Good evening, guys. Hi, hi. Rob. So that, that concludes the show for this evening. <laughs> Rob is here. Hi, guys. To go. Bye, guys. <laughs> so, Rob, we've just got... I mean... Probably luckily for you, we've just been through all the injuries, um, so we haven't got to talk about those anymore. Um, we, but we are now going to move on to a more controversial point. So it's good, good time for you to join us, Rob. Oh, nothing nice. Controversial point. I like it. Yeah. So we're we're back at Mildon Hall again um, today. Um, Yay! <laughs> so there's been various issues at Mildon Hall as we were all aware of with the track um, over recent times now there was a meeting today the weather was a little bit iffy but they decided they want to give it as long as possible because um, they didn't have stock cars on at this weekend because they had uh, their slide away days <clears throat> so they wanted to give the meeting every opportunity which is fair enough I suppose um, but we've now gone into another Mildon Hall meeting and three riders of the opposition have all had to withdraw due to crashes 
Uh, I just want to bring you a stat that Kane brought me earlier today, actually. And there has now been 11 withdrawals in seven meetings at Mildenhall, nine in July, which is, is quite astonishing, Kane. I just couldn't believe that when I read that. It's, it, 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 I don't like to be negative, but this is a constant problem, whether it's down to the riders of the track or whatever, but something's not right. And that stat just shows it. You know, I I don't want to say it's that the the this league would be better off without Milton Hall, but it something is making it dangerous. Whatever it is, it's the the interesting bit is um, I suppose you look at riders like um, <clears throat> Jason Edwards, and we go to Lee Compton last week as well. Probably you can put Dan Thompson in that bracket, who make this track look easy. Um, they're the more experienced riders in this league. And I suppose when you throw in some inexperienced guys, um, there's going to be accidents, and that's what's happened. Um, Rob, do you think that's a fair comment? Yeah, I mean, if you, you know, inexperienced riders mixed with a track that seems to be not ideal is a recipe for, for injuries, isn't it? Um you, you wouldn't, uh, you don't want to see, you wouldn't want to see that sort of that the, the what we're seeing the blue grooves and things like that in a in a Premiership meeting with riders that are experienced and of, of some of them have ridden at a very top level. So, you know, to 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 be dishing up that sort of track to riders that aren't as experienced and just starting out in their sort of um, speedway journey as such is, you know, it's not really it's not really on, is it? Um, you know, obviously, I understand they have their uh, they have stock cars there, and and we'll know that the, the stock cars take take the toll on the track. And obviously, with this weekend, that that, that isn't a factor. They had the they have they've obviously had those sort of like demonstration days as such. Um, but yeah, it's something they've, something's got to change because yeah, there's there's already plenty of riders pulling out with injury. Someone, it's only gonna you know when are we are we gonna stop it from happening once a rider has a really bad injury, has a you know career threatening injury. Is is it is that the point when we get do we get to that point before we do anything about it or before anybody does anything about it or do we you know do we sort of try and be a bit more does sport in general trying a bit be a bit more proactive with it because you know constant injuries every week at Mildenhall you look at the pro mm. you know you look on a Sunday afternoon oh look there's been an injury at Mildenhall again yeah it's not that's not good enough is it really I, I, I agree with you both and I don't actually hear anything from anybody about. Nil nil situation, and I can't imagine that us three are the only ones who are concerned by what's going on there. There must be other people, um, but this is what, and there must be people looking at it thinking this isn't right. But you don't hear it. I don't know if you two guys have heard anything, but no, I've it, literally heard nothing. No, it doesn't seem to get brought up. It just sort of seems to be. You, you, you think the league would be sort of would be looking at it? Um, they were looking at Newcastle, weren't they? Yeah, so they were looking at Newcastle, and it wasn't made... even close to that many. Yeah. yeah, was was it was it any more dangerous than what Mildenhall is at the moment? Well, at the moment, you, you'd suggest that Mildenhall's probably the most dangerous track in the country at the moment, if you exclude, yeah. you know, maybe Scunthorpe's metal boards, which is another topic. To We've already discussion, discussed but... that. Don't oh, okay. About it. I, I, saying, I glossed like... over that one, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it's you know, as you say, 11, 11 withdrawals in seven matches. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. You know, they're banging on the door too with draws a meeting. <laughs> how's how's that value for money for the people watching it? How's that any good oh, for actually, any going? Oh, there? never mind. I, I can't read. Ignore me. I thought I had a different stat, but I don't. Oh no. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. As I said, how, how, that's not really value for money for the people watching it. It's not ideal for the riders going there to ride on it. 
you know, when, when there's just these are these are inexperienced National League riders, some of them, and they're getting, you know, there's so many people are getting injured there, and it's not it's not ideal for Milner. I'm just finding new signings every week because half the team's injured injured all the time. It's I suppose it's a good tactic. You can't lose your league title if everyone's in the hospital. Well, yeah, if we just injure <laughs> everyone's teams, yeah, then we, we we can't possibly lose lose the league title. Yeah, I figured it out. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't. It's got. To, someone's got to look at it eventually. I don't. I don't know. You know Eleven withdrawals in seven meetings. It sounds. It sounds like someone's just making it up. But it's yeah. ridiculous. Isn't it? Obviously, we we wish all the riders that have been involved in accidents over the course of the last week a speedy recovery. Um, we understand a lot of them will be out for probably the rest of the season now, but uh, hopefully the teams that have been affected by this, particularly Birmingham, Plymouth, um, Kent, um, they get some of these riders back in action soon. And um, I suppose you can... There's other teams that are affected as well, but uh, there's some that have... Uh, I mean, Tuesday night, Rob, with me and Kane were talking about the fixture between Plymouth and Birmingham. He's got... Um, it's just going to be a guest bonanza. Guest derby, yeah. There's, I think I was saying there's going to be with, with if Ben Morley is injured after the meeting today at Mildenhall, Plymouth are going to have six riders missing on Tuesday night. That's that's what I mean. I mean, I was at the I was at the Plymouth meeting against Oxford on Wednesday, um, and obviously with the with the with the Barker with the Ben Barker controversy, which I can see that you've uh, gone over already, but. You know, I was I was I had a chat with a couple of Plymouth fans, and it's it's sort of you know they only have four riders racing by the end of the night anyway, and they said you know none of them are our riders anywhere. I was just well, well Ben Morley is on the team. Well, yeah, but he was a replacement. Like he's coming he's as a replacement, replacement for Dan Jilks. Dan Jilks, wasn't it? So you know these there's you know, there are a lot of there, well I said a lot of Plymouth fans for Speedo. There's a lot I would say there's a good twenty or thirty Plymouth fans there on Wednesday, and you just you know you just felt sorry for them really. You know, even with the Oxford fans. You're not getting much of much sort of bang for the buck there, really, when they're racing against a team of four riders because you've got rider replacement um, and two withdrawals. Well, Ben Barker withdrawal with quotation marks, and obviously Alfie Boat will get injured, getting injured in the first heat. But yeah, it was just a bit of a farce of a meeting, really. And now obviously Birmingham and Plymouth are going to race each other, and we made the best guest win, really. So yeah, we'll look forward to the the team announcements for that one. We might put a special up on the social media. Can we? Uh, we could do a new quiz of trying to could do, guess do a new quiz guess. of trying to yeah guess guess the lineups for the Burby and then the Plymouth teams. But anyway, I think um, now we've got all our bad news out of the way. We'll come on to some more light-hearted topics now, and um, I think we'll come on to our predictions now. So, not that I want to go over what we've done this week. So. Obviously, Speedway Nation semi one. We all plumped for Poland, and we've all been made to look stupid by, well, pretty much Finland in that, to be honest. But Australia come out on top on that one. Uh, semi two, we all went GB, um, um, and we were made to look silly again by the Czech Republic this time. But it was um, who was it who came out on top on? Who won semi two? Australia. Czech Republic. It was Czech Republic, or was it Sweden? Sweden, yeah, Sweden. Sweden. It was Sweden. Good enough. It just wasn't and then, um, to be picked. <laughs> yeah. The and then Speedway Nations. Two, myself and Kane. No, it not myself and Kane. It's myself and Rob come out on top of them. We picked Poland. Uh, Kane picked Denmark. Um, so me and Rob both got a point for us. And then in the final, myself and Kane, we went Poland. And, and Rob got the closest again with GB. Um, but 
no points for us in the final. So that currently takes us up to Rob on 18, myself on 15, and Kane languishing at the bottom on 11. Standard. Don't have to point that out. <laughs> and then we move on to... I've got three meetings lined up for us this week. Oh. So we've obviously got the British final happening on Monday. You two have gone boring. Boring, boring, Bewley. <laughs> that was very um, nice. I've gone, I've, I've gone Chris Harris because it's, sure it's not boring, boring, Bewley. <laughs> Bewley. And I've gone Chris Harris because it's the more exciting and glamorous option. So we'll see who comes out on top. I refrain from commenting. Chris Harris being a glamorous option is an interesting. That's interesting. a lot of <laughs> And then we move on to our meeting of the week next week, which is, uh, I thank Kane for this one. Hi. Um, lots of dispute over what the fixture should actually be, but um, we're plumped for Kings Lynn and Ipswich this week, a meeting which I shall be at, as it is a local derby, and we love beating Ipswich, which we may or may not do. But um, who should I come to you first? I'll come to you, Kane, first, as you decided this should be the meeting. Thank you. And just bearing in mind um, my schedule. I am looking at it right now. And I'd also like to point out, as an extra bonus point, uh, Kings Lynn are announcing a new number one tomorrow, so we can all have a stab at who the number one might be. I'm sure is that, that, is, that, is, that is confirmed. Is that confirmed? It is confirmed. Check your social media page for Kings Lynn tomorrow. The new number one will be announced. Um, Jack Thomas is also going to be riding, um, I assume, in, in place of Jason Edwards. I'm hoping he's not going to be at number one, but... He um, is the number one. <laughs> so, so Kingsland will be, previously I'd said with no Iverson, we'd probably, rider replacement was our best option, but it now looks like that a rider will be in place there. And obviously for Ipswich with no Riss and no Barker, my best guess is that they'll go rider replacement for Riss so they can use Bachelor. And then for Ben Barker, they could they could use Jay Efridge, Norwich Blowdown or Scotty Nichols or use a championship rider to guess. But uh, Kane, we'll come to you first. If you want to have... I guess at the meeting result and also who you think will be um, the new Kings Lynn number one because it's exciting. Well, you know who I want to see for number one. I don't <laughs> know if I want to. If, that, if, if he comes in as number one, I just, you know, just, just accept your finishing bottom. If I had a season ticket, I'd rip it up if he comes <laughs> I, I genuinely think he'd be a good number one. I genuinely I, think I'm going to get the name out there. I'm going to say genuinely... this isn't my prediction yet because I'm still thinking about it, but Christoph Kasperzak would be a good number one in the Premiership because the Premiership he... is basically the Championship and Christoph Kasperzak is still quite good. He's not good, Kane. He's not good. He's, all right, he's, all right. he's bald, okay? He's bald. That's what he is. And that means he's good. Ricardson was bald. Think so about it. Golub was bald. Bold rider, good rider. Easy. That's how it works. More streamlined, isn't it? Do you want to put Kasperzak there? Not yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you're, you're confident that Kasperzak is a good rider? I'm talking about bold people because my real pick is Neil, Neil's Christian Neveson. No, it's not. It's, it's Nikolai Clint. He's also bold. He's also good. I think he'll be number one. Um. Hey. Anyway, back to the meeting. So, I think Ipswich do miss... Barker probably more than they do Riss. I think Arval probably covers Riss quite well if one of the reserves can perform. Um, if I had to pick the guest for Barker, I think Blowdown would probably be my first pick. Cause it, is, it is very slim pickings from who's available there. Oh, no, would you not pick Nichols? I don't know. I, that's a tight one for me because Nichols has been out of form, hasn't he? Nichols is on <clears> bad <throat> form, but Blowdown is... 
probably ex- exceed Nichols, the potential for what was expected. Nichols did score zero on his last visit to Lynn, by the way. Yeah. And there's blood on. He's been, hasn't he? I don't know what he got. Um, I, yeah, I can't remember now. I'll have a look while you're he, He's probably to not going to be what Barker would score. Or was um, he? I don't know if he was injured or not. Should we check? I'm <laughs> getting over at the moment. Norwich blood on, got three and a bonus from five rides. Mm. So... Either way, you, it, it does weaken them a bit. I think Bark would probably score more than that. And I think Giant Louis Kerr's at reserve this week as well. Sorry? Louis Kerr will be down at reserve this week for Kings of the I think. You're that probably helps team, them. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I still think that Kings and team is good at home. Depending who this number one could be. Um, I'll say Kings and a win. Very, 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 very narrowly. 46 44. Okay. I'm going to agree. I, I think it will be Clint from what I've heard, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Neil's Christian Everson didn't turn up. For your sake, I hope it is Casper Zach. <laughs> I, I hope not. I was just, I nearly, you nearly made me swear then. What's <laughs> <laughs> so bad about Christoph Casper Zach? I'm going to put a poll on our Twitter. Is Christoph Kasselblak a number one in the Premiership? It will be there when you listen to this. Okay, I'll just Before I'll it. just ban it as like propaganda or something. <laughs> I'll just block you from the account. <laughs> <laughs> so I think with Clinton, Clint will score more than Ryder replacement if it is him. If it's Everson, he'll score more than Ryder replacement. Um, I'm going to go slightly bigger just because I think that they will miss Barker and they'll miss Riss. Rose tinted glasses are coming on here. They no, indeed. they're not rose tinted. We've got Jack Thomas Slightly coming bigger, back in 60, as well. 30. <laughs> I'm going 49 41. I still think Doyle will be nigh on unbeatable. Yeah. Rob, we'll come to you. Okay. Um, assuming that Kingsland have a number one in place. Uh, and yeah, assuming they've got a number one in place. And I also think. Can't I. I might just pick a name randomly who's not racing in Britain just, just to go different. It's just call that machine. Yeah, I'm probably going to end up losing a point. But then we'll say we'll all say Nikolai Clint because I think it'd be Nikolai Clint. But I mean, you could say Kasperzak if you like. It'd be Kasperzak or maybe like, I don't know, just someone to rock up. Jensen maybe. Um, oh, Sam Jensen. Sam Jensen, yeah. What message to him? He's coming. Mm. God, I should have asked this earlier. So you should be in the now, be getting his hopes up. Uh, you should change your Twitter feed to Speedway transfer rumours. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just do it. Just, just do it. Just do what the most, most of them, most of the ones on the, the, the do right, for, for for football, football, just, just make up names. Um, all right. I think it's going to be. Mm, see, now I said his name. No, nah, he's not good. I think it'll be Nikolai Clint. Well, that was boring. Yeah, all that hype. You couldn't just gone for the same one. You said, "Oh, I don't want to go off." Yeah, him. well, you were talking about Casper's app for about half an hour there, and yeah, you still then, didn't pick it. Then everyone was saying he was bad, and I got like slightly self-conscious, and I got scared, and now I picked Clint. Okay, but well, I well, still well, want I'm... it to be Casper's You can want it to be Casper. Well, why didn't you just change your answer to Casper's Because I don't think it'll happen. Oh. It's not going to be Casper's I would love it to happen, but it won't. We have, I don't think when's that Yanovsky was probably about the last poll we saw. Um, 
quality. Yeah, I'm going to Nikolai Clint, and on the pure basis that Doyle's probably going to go through the card, and Bachelor is actually reasonably good around Kingsley normally. Pony. <laughs> I I still think that Kingsley will win, and I think it'd be 47 43. I like that. I'll be looking forward to that on Thursday. We're looking forward to the social media tomorrow when Christoph Kasperzak is finally announced. Well, we see it tomorrow, but they will know who it is by now. Well, oh, yeah, guys, of course I can't will. believe they actually signed. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Crazy. I, mean, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep forgetting when, when it's going out. <laughs> Monday. No, it just makes us look like... I think it's Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. It's Sunday. I, I, we already remind already... people it's Sunday, otherwise we look stupid. That's we right, already... guys. We have a time machine. We already look pretty we already look pretty daft half the time anyway, so yeah, just... and all. As just soon as someone up. said that the number King's End number one's getting announced tomorrow is like typical. The one week we go back to a Sunday for <laughs> Monday. Ah well. So uh what else we got? We've got one more prediction. Um to come up, and it is the second oh. round of the European Championships this Saturday in Gustro in Germany. Michael Hartel will be the wild card for this meeting. So, Rob, I'm going to come to you first for this one. Who will win in Gustro? Um, when you all say Casper, Casper's out. He's not in oh, he's not there. He's I'm not there because he's he not good win it. He do well to win it if he's not racing in it. But... I don't know. It still baffles me that he was like world number two at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. a shocker for me. Anyway, before we get done for libel at <laughs> Crystal Casper's act, uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> tough one. I'll tell you what, no, nah, it's not tough actually. I'm going to go Leo Madsen. Can I go last? I'll just say that because I ain't got a clue. I'll go. I'll go next. Then. It's fine. Lovely. Um, based on how the poles ride outside of Poland, I'm not going to go for a Polish rider. I'll tell you that much. Um, Polish rider to win at Cardiff, then, guys. I'll get your bets on now. <laughs> it was mostly it was wiping the floor with everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with. I, I thought he was unlucky last time, so I'm going to go with Mickelson this time. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with Mikkel Mickelson. Now, gentlemen, I just want to let you know, no, both of your riders were at Gustro last season. Leon Madsen came second. Mikkel Mickelson didn't make the final, got 10. Piotr Pavlicki won. And third place, my pick, is Patrick Dudek. I was just looking at the uh, I was just looking at the top six there. Me and Nathan managed to pick the only non poles in the top six. <laughs> yeah. I was looking like the next one was Oliver Burnson, and I was like, I, "That's a bold call from Kane if he wants to pick Oliver Burnson if he was going down the same road that we are." But he's very good in Speedway Nation, so okay. done well. Yeah, my heart says Dan Bewley, but I said Dan Bewley to one he got injured the day before, so I'm not going to say Dan <laughs> yeah, Bewley. Just so he doesn't get injured again. I wouldn't follow Kane for any betting tips anytime soon. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He's had a good week, to be fair to yeah. him. But I think we all had a good week. You were pretty... Oh, you were cursing Leon Madsen yesterday, weren't you? Oh, right. Yeah. So when he fell off in that final race, it was Leon Madsen over 17 or something like that. And he, if he came second, he got nine, like 18. 
and he fell off and I cried. I got <laughs> two out of two. I won both my bets this week. So. Don't care. I'm a I happy do. bunny. Um, right, so moving on then. We've done our predictions. We now move on. Rob's had time to settle, so we shall move on to the Watt versus Ludlow Challenge, I believe. Have a good Exciting. one. Exciting. Like, to be honest, I need to get back in the groove of this because I keep losing. Yeah, you've you've not won in one, two, three, four. No, three, you haven't won it. So you need ideal. to get back in the game in this one. Not good days. It's not good times. Right, I would disagree. Is that... <laughs> I personally, I think I've just been unlucky. I'm, I'm going to go with the unlucky route rather than... Uh... Rather than admitting that I'm good. No, I'm not going to say that. I, I did. Because it's just not it's, it's not true, is it? It's just... It was Ryan once, to be fair. So. I think it's bald, but... Right, here we go. Your question. No camera. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so he, he don't know the question, so I don't know I've how he's forgotten, it I'd forgotten about the camera. My apologies. Hang on. There you go. He's in. See? I'm here. Don't worry. Hey. Hi. It's fairly dark, but it's dark outside anyway. It is quite dark. Yeah. Right. Since the 2010 GP series... So, I'm going back to the 2009 Grand Prix Challenge at Coventry, if you remember it. No. Probably not. 26 different riders have qualified for the GP series via the GP Challenge. You have to name those 26 riders. I'm not going to so, lie. This could be like, I don't even get one right answer. So, from like 2009 onwards, yeah? Yeah. This Everyone is who's qualified. And it is usually the top three. What I will tell you is it hasn't always been the top three because of riders automatically qualifying. And it has gone down as low as fifth one year before. This is a fix. Okay. It's not a fix. It is. Why Why is it a fix? Because I didn't start going to speed until 2009. We'll just start there you naming go, riders since you were going. But is it since 2009? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was pre-2009. No. It's a good thing I, I, I said that then. Because I would have yeah. said, like, Hans Anderson or something. You'd have said, like, Billy Hamill or something. And then I'd have been loving life. Lou Sanson. <laughs> right, who's, who's, who went first last week? Do you remember? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Rob first this week, then. I think he okay. might We should really know this. Okay, so... Uh, so, GP qualifiers. Uh, I will go with Oliver Burnson. That'd be right. Let's get off to a bad start already. Right, in order. right. Oh, yeah, mate. Sorry. I haven't even said Oliver Burnson's right yet. Oh, well, I, I mean, I it is right, right, but let's not, let's not, you know, let's not do this again. Let's not do the Blimmouth Gladiators and, and Devils debacle. <laughs> he that's was, not... he was a 2021 job. Craig Cook, Craig that Cook. is correct. He was I 2018. Was uh, okay, I will say, um, Matty Zagar. Matty Zagar has done it three times. 2013 to 2020 and 2021. Who was in last season? Where was it? Can I ask where it was last season? I couldn't tell you. I mean, it might have been last year was Glasgow, wasn't it? It was in Glasgow last year as well, wasn't it? It was a semi-final. I'm going to say Oh, it might have been... Was it Croatia? Knowing who won the GP Challenge last year, it wouldn't have been Glasgow. This is... Quite bad that I've only got Craig Cook. Um, there's Just names, but I don't know if they're right names. 
Should I just say one? Oh no. Leon Madsen. Leon Madsen's not a right answer. Yeah, no, that was... <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know why you could have gone with the glamorous answer, as uh, Nathan put it earlier, and said Chris Harris. Yeah. I didn't even know he did that. Chris yeah, Harris three he, times. He, oh, yeah, he yeah. Quite a few times. He was you know who else has done it three times? Christoph Kasperzak has done it three yeah. times. Yeah, I was thinking about Kasperzak. Fake fan. Um, Jason, Jason Doyle's done it. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Pavel Pro. Pa- Pavel Zhapelsky. I was going to say... Um, Who won last year, then? Pavel Zhapelsky. Oh. <laughs> he was first. He was Frick was second. Dudek was third. Yeah, I was going to say Dudek. And I was going to say Anders Thompson as well. Anders Thompson's never done it. Oh, I may... You may want to check that. I'm going to check Leon Madsen. I'm happy to check it. I've got... Who else have I got? Everson. Kolodziej, Lindback, Paulicki, both Paulickies, Artem Laguta, Vasilik, Freddie Lindgren, Schmarzlik, Yanovsky, Kenny Beer, Smolinski. 2017. Magnus Zetterstrom. Magnus Zetterstrom won it in 2009 at Coventry. They were weird times, they were. He beat Chris Older and Yarrick Campbell. He was, that, that was, they were weird times when that guy got in the GPs. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I thought that's how Anders Thompson got in the GPs, wasn't it? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he must have got Fair a wild card pick or something. I don't know. No, no, I could have sworn he was. I thought he finished like third or something. And everyone's like, "Wow, Anders Thompson qualified." That's surprising. Don't know. Anyway, oh, I got a point anyway. So let's just you know let's celebrate and um... celebrate and move on. Oh, it's like good time. Just as well. Was on. it par? Wasn't it nine seven nine? Comebacks off. Yeah, well, we've still got time. We've still got a few weeks left of the show. Be read. Next week it'll be Workington Legends or something. Go on. Just so we can. I'll give you twenty get you back in. I've only got. I mean, let's be fair. Twenty quid. I've yeah. only got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything because oh, he's no, picking on your team, not mine. <laughs> right. Have, have we got any more quizzes this week? Dunno. Have we? No. Have we? No, okay. Not. Did you do another one? I, I just I, I, I can make one up I... if you like. No, I'd okay. rather not. Actually I, I can get one. I can get one. Um since two thousand and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Forgotten the question. Anders since, Thompson. Since two thousand and nine, name all the riders that haven't qualified through the GP qualifier. Leon uh, Madsen. Leon Madsen. Anders Thompson. <laughs> Me. Chris right, Schramm. Yeah. Guess what legend. we've got is Chris Schramm. King's End legend. Um, we've got a couple more bits of news that have come out from over the weekend. Um, and then we'll we'll have a little look over the uh, league tables. Um, so the under-19 European Championships qualifying took place in Zarnavika uh, this weekend. We had uh, three riders representing GB. Uh, Harry McGurk, Sam Hagen and Nathan Ablett were all there. All had different results. Um, by all accounts, there was a bit of rain that fell prior to the meeting, um, which caught a few of the lads out. But uh, all in all, great experience for the guys. Um, the top five qualified for the final. 
Um, Sam Hagen finished in eighth place with seven points. Harry McGurk finished in ninth with six points. And Nathan Ablett finished in 12th with four points. But uh, all the same, good performance out there. Uh, Kane, I'll come to you as our resident under-19 expert. I've just given you that title, but... I haven't even seen the result. And yeah. Bear with me. I saw uh, Ablett said that he would have qualified or something, but he had an accident. Yeah, I think um, Harry McGurk had a crash as well in one of his heats as well. Yeah. Um, Just bear with me if you want, Lord. No problem. I'll talk about about the other... Here we go. It's okay, I'm here now. Oh, he's got it. So how many many went through? I genuinely have no idea. Five went through from that one. Five went through, huh? I mean, solid, I suppose. Harry McGurk won a race. Where have the others gone? They're not even on my screen. They did well. I can't see the result, but I'm sure they would have done better if it didn't rain. Um, well done, boys. That's, I can't see what happened, but I'm sure it was solid. <laughs> yeah, they all put up decent showings in the end, and there's another qualifier on the 3rd of September, I think it is, in the Czech Republic. Um, Leon Flint um, is going to be there. Um, you may well have seen that Jake Mulford is setting up, or has set up a GoFundMe page to help him. Uh, he's been selected to go um, over there in place of Jordan Palin, um, based on his second place at the under-19 at Redcar. And also, um, I'm led to believe a third spot has opened up as well, which begs a question next in line from the under-19 final was Jody Scott or Luke Harrison. So maybe one of those two might get picked for that last spot. Luke Harrison's had some experience out in uh, overseas this season, so maybe Jody Scott might get himself a place. I'd say so, because they have sort of split it between riders, haven't they? Sort of giving them as much yeah. as they can. So, so, be interesting to see what happens with that one, but we'll keep you all updated with that. And uh, I think just to finish the show this week, we'll just have a quick look over the tables as they stand. Um, premiership table, very still very tight between the top five. Um, Ipswich still lead the way on 28. Bellevue on 26. Wolves on 24. And then Sheffield on 23, but they have two meetings in hand on the top guys. And then Kings Lynn come next on 12. They've got a couple of matches in hand on the top three as well. And Peterborough's still at the bottom on 10 points. Um, if we come to the Premiership table, um, we'll look over this one and the sorry the Championship table. And we'll look at this one as well as the Jubilee um, as well uh, as we come into the closing stages of that. But in terms of the Championship, Leicester still lead the way. They finished their league campaign now with 46 points. Paul sit just behind them on 36 points with one meeting to go. Glasgow, 34 points with three meetings to go. And then surprise package really is Edinburgh in fourth place with 26 points with two meetings to go. Then come Plymouth, Redcar and Scumthorpe fighting out for those last, probably last three um, or one one of those will miss out in the end. But um, based on injuries, it could be any of those three, to be honest. Um, They've all been affected by injuries, so we'll... We'll see how that finishes up as well. And then if we look at the Jubilee, um, I believe one of the groups finished today. Um, Scottish one? Glasgow took all yeah, Glasgow took all the points from Edinburgh. So they won the uh, the Scottish group uh, on, well, nine points in the end. Edinburgh finished on nine points as well, but they went on through on courtesy of points difference. Um, in the Northern groups, Gunthorpe currently sit top, um, but they've got two away meetings left at Leicester and Redcar, so you'd probably expect Leicester to get through out of that one. And in the Southern group, uh, Birmingham have finished. Plymouth have only got one meeting left, so it will be between Poole and Oxford for that last one, and Poole still have two more home meetings to go. So 
again, you'd probably expect Paul to qualify out of that group as well. And I suspect there's one more, is there not? No. Oh, no. Winner <laughs> of each group to a three-team final held at a neutral track. Over a six-rider, 18-heat foreman. Yeah. I want to say Sheffield, but I don't know now. It's not there. It is at Sheffield. Ah, well, he doesn't say at the bottom. Well, that's an it? interesting concept. So we look forward to seeing that one then. I don't know how neutral Sheffield will be, seeing as some of them probably ride for Sheffield. But <laughs> <laughs> Neutral track? Gustro. Uh... It'd have to be, wouldn't it? North then side. we come on. There we go. Side. Hey? North side. North side. Boom. Did you see the tapes up at North side? Do you want to know a little sneaky, sneaky fact? Go on then. They're not actually wired up. They just use the hands. So. <laughs> not telling anyone. You've ruined it now. Ruined the dream. Shh. Don't tell anyone. Sorry, this is Steve. going out on radio, Spotify, and in the next two days. Code. BBC News. Well, well that'll be something else. That'll be the libel action that comes against us this week. <laughs> Probably. Christoph Kasperzak. Um, it could be Christoph Kasperzak. It could be Mildenall. could be anybody at this rate. This is on Newcastle. <laughs> no, we've destroyed Not them yet. already. <laughs> and then fi- finishing off with the National Development League table, um, we've got Leicester Lions currently sit top 25. Barrett Bullets now in second on 23. And then it comes the Bellevue Colts and the Oxford Chargers. Uh, Mildenhall now in fifth place in the table. Um, Armadale still find themselves cut adrift at the bottom. No points yet, so hopefully they can get some points on the board soon. But um, that wraps up our show for this week. Um, lots to fit in hopefully next week we might actually get some news which isn't injuries um, and there might be some stuff that comes out of it but uh, we'll be looking to bring you the results from the British final uh, obviously the results from the um, um, b- 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 SEC, SEC round SEC. two as well yep and then obviously we're going to be looking forward to the Cardiff GP as well so we've got the GP and the GPT2 GP2 on the same weekend to look forward to where we'll all be catching up Come I'm say sure we'll have Please. We'll have a couple of orange juices that weekend. Ooh. I'm sure. Can I have a couple of lemonades? Yeah. Lovely. Um, and then next oh. week on the show, I believe we're back to having some guests on. Um, next week, um, a rider that's currently sidelined through injury, which is probably oh, the most guests that we'll have on the show for the rest of the season. Um, Luke Colleen will be coming on, talking about his early experiences of riding in the UK. And then the following week is something... Really exciting for me. Just wow. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure it's for you two as well. He, he was. You'll be shocked to know it was actually before my time. So um, there was a rider that was riding before I was born. Um, but Bruce Pennell will be coming on the show. Um, former US world champion and Cradley Heath rider. Um, coming to talk about his experiences of Speedway and what he's currently doing. So we're all looking forward to that one. Um, and then we've also got the SGB Challenge to review as well coming up. Um, that week as well, so and lots we'll also of, be lots there, of big so meetings. Come and say hi. Lots of big meetings still to look forward to. Um, we hope to all see you soon. Um, if there's anything for you two guys, no, we're all good for this week, mate. Christoph Kaspersack, that's all. And we're we're obviously looking forward, or well, I'm looking forward to the news in the morning to find out that Christoph Kaspersack won't be the King's Lynn number one. But uh, Christoph Kaspersack, please don't sue us. Please <laughs> sign for King's Lynn, though. It's been a it's been a pleasure again with you two. Um, look forward to seeing you two again next week, and hopefully everyone's listening again next week as well. But for now, good evening, and speak to you again soon. Ciao.
Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.